name's Sid Garza Hillman, and this is what I think. If you could see me now, you'd see a finger splint on my right middle finger. There's no hidden meaning there. I'll tell you what happened. I was, um, I've been doing a little mixed martial art fighting and I went in for a, um, one of those grappling moves and then, wait a second. Oh, no, 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 no. Different. Okay. No, that's not what happened at all. What happened was, as I was putting on my pants and I buttoned them because that's what I do. Button, button fly. Yeah. You know it. Old school. And I, my pockets were a little bunched up. So I put my finger, my hand in the right pocket to straighten that out and something weird popped in my right finger and I lifted my finger out and the very tip was drooping. I'm not even kidding. It was like, I couldn't keep it, you know, straight. It was like, it would just kind of slowly go down. It, it was very unsettling. It wasn't, it didn't hurt so much as freaked me out. Like it was a, all of a sudden it's a part of the body that isn't me. I was looking at it like, what are you, what are you doing here? Anyways, um, I got a splint on. I'm hoping it's it's it, it could be a tendon that got stretched. I mean, obviously, when I put my hand in, my finger bent a weird way that shouldn't have bent. That that that's my medical opinion. But I either stretched one too far, or it actually detached. The second, the latter of those two is kind of a nightmare because you got to go and get like an X-ray and maybe surgery. I don't even want to do that. But it is my right hand, and it's kind of my flip-off finger. I mean, if I'm flipping somebody off, it's my right hand. Always, inevitably, is my right hand. And I don't want to have a droopy tip on that thing. It doesn't have the points that I'm trying to make. The New York Times came through something fierce. Um, This was an article. And I got a whole thing. Buckle in, everybody. New York Times. Can protein powders help aging muscles? Sound Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm game. Um, And then the subtitle. Older adults typically need more protein than younger people. Here's how to ensure you're getting enough. I will link to this in the show notes, by the way. I'm going to read a few things from the article, and I will say when what I'm reading is not from the article. This is from the article. Protein is a particularly important macronutrient for older older adults. Studies show that on average, people start to gradually lose muscle mass in their 30s and 40s, and that after the age of 60, this decline accelerates. Now, I'm going to poke some holes in this. This is me talking. The, it sounds like a good sort of transition, but if you actually think about it, it's the two things are mutually exclusive. Protein is a particularly important macronutrient for older adults. May or may not be true. Separately, studies show that on average, people start to gradually lose muscle mass. Okay, fine. But that doesn't mean that it's due to protein, insufficient protein consumption. Okay, so it's just, already there's a kind of a thing going on here. But Article goes on, but consuming the adequate amount of protein can help to slow or minimize this muscle loss with age. Then it goes, whey protein powder can certainly help you meet your protein needs, experts say. This is my favorite. Okay, so I'll stop there for a second. Why are they jumping to whey protein? There's a multitude of protein powders, pea protein, brown rice protein, soy protein isolate. By the way, all junk food, including whey protein, all junk food, but they focus in on the whey. (sighs) I don't know why. It's like they're kind of trying to sell something. I don't know. Now, here's what's um, what I do because I'm a nerd. 
if I see an article like this and it says study show and that, that those two words, there's a link there, I will click on that because I want to see what the study is. Hey, listen, I'm all, let me see it. Let me see what's going on here. Okay, let me finish that sentence, then I'm going to actually read from the study. But this is from the article, so I'm going to start that sentence again. Whey protein powder can certainly help you meet your protein needs, experts say. Ready for this? But it's not necessary if you make sure to get enough protein from your daily meals. What the f... You see what I'm saying? It's not necessary. So can protein powders help aging muscles? The idea is they sh you should take them because it's particularly important. Not where's the protein coming from that's never the thing we focus on macronutrients which is protein fat carbohydrate but not what foods are bringing those we go a uh, protein 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 they're not all created alike some sources of protein come with lots of other things in them like vitamins and minerals and fiber and antioxidants and uh, phytochemicals and amazing things other things like whey protein are literal like sugar they're just extracted there's nothing else to them and it's pure protein you don't need them experts say, by the way. Now I'm going to start talking about what I read in the study that was cited for this article. Quote, however, there are no data regarding the efficacy of prolonged supplementation with a highly efficient mixture of essential amino acids on muscle growth in the elderly. Therefore, long-term randomized clinical trials are necessary to clearly assess whether high, highly efficient nutritional supplements can effectively improve muscle mass in sarcopenia, that's muscle, muscle loss, in older individuals. Okay, so the studies show, click to a link to a study that says there's no data regarding the efficacy of prolonged supplementation on muscle growth. It, it's the... It's the study that the author of the article is citing for the article. Here's another thing from the study. Providing a nutritional supplement of only amino acids or protein might also be beneficial to promote muscle growth by stimulating muscle protein synthesis and increasing the total daily caloric intake. That sounds great. Oh, wait, but further investigations are needed. However, keep going, to ascertain what type and combinations of interventions are the most efficacious in improving muscle mass and function in older people. So in other words, the author of this article study, cited a study that does not actually say that protein supplementation does anything. In fact, it says it kind of probably does fuck all. And if you eat a decent diet, you don't need that stuff, experts say. You can't write an article that trying to prove a point and cite a study that proves the opposite of that point. You can't do, oh wait, you can't do that. New York Times, well done. Good good job, Sleuth. You know, you know, I got to tell you, I click on those things, but you know who doesn't? Most people don't. Why? Not because we're dumb, but because we don't have time. And we assume that the author of the article is at least going to have supporting materials that support their damn thesis. Good Lord, that's bad journalism. Mm. Even if it turns out when more studies are needed, that adults need more. And there are some, I've read some things, but there's nothing conclusive, literally nothing conclusive, okay? Because there's other factors like stagnancy. So as people get older, they don't move around as much. They're not as active. Those kinds of things affect muscle loss too, okay? So there's, it's, it's multivariate. I've done things on that. But let's just say hypothetically, in we're living in Narnia, and it's a whole like whole other world, whole other universe, and there's a talking lion, and there's lots of things that don't make sense to this world here. So let's say we're living there, 
And uh, it does turn out that that people need extra protein when they get older. They need extra protein. Okay. Now, first of all, back to you know our world, not Narnia. The, the things I've read, it would be a matter of literal, like a few percentage points of additional per of, of you know percentage of your overall calories. Like we're talking about a very slight increase. Like this is like when you're talking about spinach is 50% protein, you're talking about going from 10% of your of your calories to like 15 or less. Like it's we're talking about a very minimal amount. So if you're eating high protein foods like spinach and leafy greens and even quinoa is 16% protein, uh, hemp seeds 33% protein, you can't not get enough protein. I can't the title of this episode, The Old Round and Round. I'm going round and round on this. I'm not even to the subject of the episode. I've, you're already pissing me off, New York Times. I'm already happening. But even if in Narnia, Aslan is like, listen, I've gotten old and I've died and come back. That takes a lot out of a guy. And I have people on my back and that was helping. But now I don't because I'm old. So I can't carry people. That's less weight-bearing exercise. I need more protein. I still would say Aslan, figure, fig, figure obviously Jesus, where, where are you going to get it? Nobody asked that question. I need you guys, everybody listen to this episode and this podcast. Ask the question. If anybody says you need more protein, say, oh, okay, even if I grant you that, where would you suggest that I get it? Because there was always a, an assumption with that statement. It is either going to be meat, dairy, or whey protein powder 99.9% of the time or some bullshit pea protein or soy protein isolate or, or some protein blend. It's going to be that way. But if you say, oh, do you mean spinach? Then you get the look, the glazed over look like they just took a hit of ecstasy and their pupils get all big. That's what happens because there's no question there. If you need something, where are you going to get it? What form is it? Because in spinach and all those things I listed before and beans and brown rice and nuts and seeds and waiting for, I mean, I could go on forever. There's nutrition there that helps the body run well and helps the body maintain proper muscle mass and lowers overall stress on the body. By the way, chronic stress, does that result in muscle loss? It does. Oh, super weird. Super weird, but not weird at all. Again, Gorilla is looking at us like we're absolutely insane. Okay, so don't jump to protein powders and then do it directly to whey and then cite a study that doesn't prove your damn point. Mm. A lot of anger there. I can't even flip them off because my finger droops and they're going to be like, that didn't make me feel bad at all. And I can't do that with my left hand. Let's face it. Thanksies and show notesies. My God, you guys. Awesome. Thank you to Patreoners and um, check the show notes for stuff. Hey, my race is coming up. I'm kind of stressed. This is when every, I've, this is my sixth year of the race. This is when I know I go look at the clock and I go, okay, so this is going to be the midnight anxiety. It's been better because I got my breathing in my pocket, man. I got my breathing in my pocket. I wake up in the middle of the night, it's just right back into the slow breathing. And I can't, it's been, I've, I've been able to maintain, but it's just stressful to put on this kind of thing. And it's a small operation. It's Brie and I up until the day of, and then we have these amazing volunteers, but all the things that are happening behind the scenes are not a lot of people. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that I'm also writing my book. Oh, by the way, not having a middle finger on your right hand makes typing a little bit harder. Just a, just a, just a smidge more of a nightmare to type in the changes that the editor suggested uh, with one less finger active. Okay. And it is, I can't use it. Like it's in a metal splint. So I'm, I'm negotiating that as if I've just had 
one less finger handed to me. I'm going to finish um, with a story. And I, in a recent episode, it might have been the most recent, but I don't, it takes me too much time to open up an old notes. Um, like it's a double click, it's a whole double click. Uh, I said, there's people who don't want to ask me. They know what I do. They know what I do. They know I've been a nutritionist for a long time. They know I've worked with clients for a long time, but they won't ask me specifically. And I, and I know, and I explained it why before. They don't want to know. I get it. Hey, I get it. They perceive that their life will be miserable if they eat healthier food most of the time. And the opposite, your life gets better the better you take care of yourself. Your life gets better in every area the better you take care of yourself. It's weird. It's not that weird, right? Okay, that's what's crazy. But anyways, it's fine. Listen, they don't want to know. So what they do sometimes is wait for things to get not that great. And that's not a good thing. Listen, no judgment. But it's not a good thing to do. By no judgment, I mean it's not a good thing to do. To wait till things get bad and then you're like freaking out already. Now, the only if there's a silver lining to that, um, people who have had a thing happen, like waited till the thing happened, they're like, they'll make the change because to them, and I still, in my world, that's still a small step because a small step is anything that you perceive as, yeah, I can do that. No, it's no big deal to me. But sometimes if you have a thing going on that your small step is compared to other people's small steps, huge because other people don't have that kind of motivation. So they might start very slow, but you start a lot, but still to you, it's not that stressful. Get get what I'm saying? Still, it's the, it's the perception of it, right? So a friend a friend of mine who, who I worked on the record with, I don't want to say his name, although he said literally, use me. Use this story. He actually said, use this story. I didn't forget to ask him, like, can I use your name? And he, I didn't ask. So I'm assume that no, but it's it's real. Finally, known him for years. Known him since like 98. I'm not even kidding. So known him for years. He goes, hey, type 1 diabetic. Okay, type 1. Now, if you don't know, type 2 diabetes is the thing when you eat a lot of high carbs. Oh, wait, no, it's not. It's usually high protein, high fat. People who are overweight tend to get uh, type 2 diabetes. The increased fat in the bloodstream inhibits insulin from doing its job. It's a thing. I eat a high carb uh, diet, very high carbohydrate. I have nowhere near diabetes. So go do the reading on that if, you're, if that pisses you off. I know you don't want to hear it. It's fine. Whatever. Ignorance is not bliss, by the way. Okay, so... Um, type one diabetes, however, is an autoimmune thing. It's a thing. It's like a thing. So they are there. You can reverse type two diabetes with diet for many people, maybe not everybody, but you can absolutely, they have absolutely done it. It's not a joke. You can reverse type two diabetes because it's must, mo, more likely. Well, it's more uh, related to stress and nutrition and, you know, that kind of thing and weight. But type one, you, you, it's a, I don't know. I've never read anything that's been, that said it's been reversed. Okay, so anyways, so this gentleman said to me on the last trip down to LA to finish up my album, what what do you what like what what, what would you recommend? I said, well, here's what I would recommend. I said, listen, you want to start you know kind of small. He goes, no, no, I'll just tell him, and, and totally like not a small stepper at this point. Like in his brain, he's like, no, no, I don't need to ease in. But he go, and again, I think he's still a small stepper. But he goes, what do I do? I said, well, here's what you do. Like you have a little bit of fruit in the morning. Fruit for a diabetic? Just can you give me a chance to finish the episode? Jeez, Louise. A little fruit in the morning. Whole grains and beans. I'm not kidding. I sound like a broken record, like a vinyl, which is my album is going to be on vinyl, by the way. Okay. And I'm going, are you ki-? like, yeah. So, so whole grains and beans. And then um, 
uh, fruits and, uh, you know, so vegetables, whole grains of meat, vegetables, a little bit of fruit in the morning. Okay. And I said, you know, and I gave him some suggestions, hummus and, and veggies and this and that. He, so he, so he goes there. And by this time I've had headed back up to, you know, to where I live. And, and, uh, he, he texted me a couple days later. He got, got all, he got, got all this stuff. And this is what happened. And I'm not, I'm not kidding here. Now, is this a study? Of course, it's not a study. It's an anecdote. And I think it's kind of a, kind of a quaint anecdote. Wouldn't you agree? But, but here's what happened in three weeks. I'm not even kidding. Three weeks. Now, he just told me about this like two weeks ago. But he goes, this was at three weeks. 20 pounds down. And wait for it. Ready for this? 50% reduction in insulin. Now, by the way, the studies I have read about the plant-based diet and insulin say that you can you can reduce your insulin needs by up to 50%. He did it. He is injecting 50% less insulin. Side note, he was injecting insulin in the parking lot of a of a coffee house and the owner came out and said, you can't do that here. And he goes, I'm a diabetic. I'm, it's insulin. He goes, yeah, that's what they all say. So he thought he was doing heroin. Just to, these, are the, these are the things that people have to deal with. I don't have to deal with it. It's just kind of a nightmare to be accused of heroin and you don't even get the benefit of having the heroin. 20 pounds down and 50% reduction in insulin in three weeks. Three weeks. Now, did he go all in? He went all in. It wasn't a big deal to him because I don't care. He lives on a boat. He just goes, I just, I just going to get up in the morning, have a couple bananas, and then I'll have salads and I'll have, you know, microwaved veggies and freaking, pa- I told him about those packets you can get from like Trader Joe's and also from like Costco that are like brown rice and quinoa in the packet and you just literally heat them up. It's like the easiest thing in the world. But what about freshness and what about frozen and what about, can you just eat the stuff? Don't worry about that stuff. You're splitting hairs. Don't split hairs. It's a nightmare to split hairs. They're so little and thin and you got to get a, like a real sharp blade to do that. Just eat the stuff. If they're frozen or they're in a can, just do it if that's convenient for you. Okay. If that makes you do it and not have to worry about it, then by God, that's a pretty great thing to do. Wouldn't you say? But Sid, what about smoothies? Because somebody said that making a, in a smoothie is not as good as eating the... It, that, that person who said that doesn't have a, a, a job that, that it's much more convenient to have a smoothie during work hours. You see what I'm saying? There's some convenience issues here, people. So if you make something that allows you to eat super healthy food and you're at work and you're moving around, you have, can drink a smoothie rather than holding seven bananas in your hand, I think you're, I think you're, I think you're winning that round. Okay? Let's not get deep, too deep in the weeds on this stuff. Okay. Anyways, I wanted to share that. It's, it's uh, look, do what you do. Okay. Do what you do, but don't not do things for bullshit reasons. I don't have time. I don't, it's my life's going to be miserable if I can't have something, the, the equivalent of French fries every time I eat. Do what you do, go as far as you want to go, but don't make excuses for that are not legit. And I'm really, at that point, I just shifted over to the author from the New York Times article. So I think what I'm going to say here is I'm going to wrap up this episode. The old round and round. How much longer do I have to go round and round on this? How much longer do I have to go round and round on protein and round and round on BS, uh, you know, things that are going on with, you know, nutrition and, and micromanaging our diets to the point where we're going crazy and thinking about food way too much. How much longer do I have to go? Around? I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, here's the answer. As long as it takes, I got some. I got some. I got some energy here, so I'll go round and round on this with people. Okay, I'll go round and round. It's fine. I'm. I'm. I'm in it for the long. I'm in it for. I'm in for the long haul. And with that said, I will wrap this episode up. Thank you for listening. 
with a floppy middle finger held up barely to that New York Times article uh, author. I'm not even going to say what their name is. I don't want to give them the credit, but I will link to it in the show notes. Okay, floppy middle finger to you, author. We wrestle with our fear, battle through a restless year. But the dream that was, it always was Because of what it could be Put out the fire and away we go Put out the fire and away we go Put out, put out the fire and away we go Put out, put out the fire The hair on the back of the neck I recede to pin up All that competes to carry me down Put out the fire and away we go Put out the fire and away we go Put out, put out the fire our heads The lizard took us down Then we landed in an open air space and it took us to our next door Took us to our next door Put out the fire on the way we go Put out the fire 